This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. Uh, so, uh, before we get started, I just want to say, I've been playing a lot of Madden 20. I just bought it. It was $20. Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Oh, didn't see you there. <laughs> <laughs> this is wow. Loud Sports, but it is a special episode of Loud Sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am the only host from that show that is here with you today. I'm joined by my co-host of the other show that I do, Tinfoil Radio. Do-do. And that would be Tyler Allen. Um, this is only actually the second time I've hosted this show. You've hosted this show? Yeah, because Paul is Aren't the... you on the show every week? Yeah, but he's been the one who's been like... he's He runs the show, so he he's... he's where is Paul? He's the train conductor. Okay. And I'm you, where I'm yelling and <laughs> trying to distract you. Distract him. Uh, but th- I had to do it one other time, and that was when he was sick. Um, not with... The Rona, but he had a cold. Maybe my, it was the Rona. My, I don't know. My, 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 but anyway, this. My, 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 my Rona. Anyway, this is the. The qu- thing about Rona. Okay. Jesus. I was doing Bobby Brown. I know, but th- this is what you get with tinfoil radio. So. Uh, supposed to swear. What are you doing? Well, you kept interrupting me. I'm trying to move the show along, and you keep interrupting. This is the last time I'll be on Loud Sports. <laughs> hey, how's it going, Loud Sports audience? Uh, Check man. out Tinfoil Radio wherever podcasts are available. Yeah, you're right. That's the other show we did. <laughs> I'm so mad with you. I'm trying to make it sound professional and make Paul proud, and you're over there yeah. messing up the show. But yes, the other show that we host is Tinfoil Radio. You know why I'm messing it up? Yes, yes, Tinfoil Radio. But the reason why is because my dream of doing a podcast with Paul is was shattered earlier today when you're like, oh, it's just going to be me and you. Um, so I'm going to do my darndest, which is really hard for me to say instead of something else because on the other podcast, I don't... I mean, it's, I don't oh, know. my God. Now you're going to make it a whole I'm censoring you no, thing, aren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, Paul's censoring Yeah, it's Paul's fault. <laughs> it's always Paul's Jeez, fault. Paul. He's not on the show today. We can yeah. say whatever we want about him. My middle name's Paul. Okay. Really? Yep. Well, look at that. Uh, <laughs> Let's get to the meat. So the show that hi- uh, Tyler and I usually do, it is about conspiracy theories. So we thought we'd bring that brand over to Loud Sports because we're doing a crossover this week. Paul will be on Tinfoil Radio to talk about Tiger King. So we're doing Loud Sports, and we're going to interest you in some weird sports conspiracy theories. And believe it or not, there's a lot more than what we have here. And if we do plan to do more crossover episodes... We'll definitely be on here talking about them. I mean, Michael Jordan himself has like a whole list of conspiracy theories. So yeah, yeah, yeah. some of them. Yeah. Speaking of MJ, mm. he is the first conspiracy theory I want to talk okay. about. Uh, so this is an interesting one. Michael Jordan left the NBA because of gambling. So we all know Michael Jordan, one of the biggest names in the sport, in any sport really. I mean, if, if 
even if you don't follow the NBA or sports, you know who Michael Jordan is. Yeah. Icon, especially in the 90s. Um, but this is actually relating to his retirement. His first one. Um, this is what I believe. Um, the this one I, I I think is more of a real conspiracy theory than anything. Well, okay, so the fact that the NBA dropped the investigation after he retired as pointing to evidence mm. of a conspiracy is dumb. Okay, the whole point of the whole thing was, hey, Mike, um, we want you well, to come back, so but we can't have you around for a little bit. Let's give some context to this. So, in 1992... Because literally, your dad was like, I mean, because of you. You never just stop a sentence, do you? You just keep going. You're like an Energizer Bunny. my handlebar mustache. It's awesome. (laughs) So, you think it makes you more bold? More bold. Bolder, you mean? Okay, so continue. I'm sorry. (laughs) I corrected it. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. There's a whole other theory. We watched the reason why he came back to basketball. Okay, it was he had to defeat the Monstars with the Toon Squad and Space Jam. Oh, I have no idea. I have no. You've idea. never seen Space Jam? Oh my god! I have no desire. I was just giving Paul uh, some crap because he hadn't seen shrimp in that. No. Is is uh? No, no. I'm just kidding. Patrick Ewing's in it. Yeah. Charles Barkley's in it. Uh, Muggsy or is it? Yeah. Look, something you got to understand about like I, I we're totally, getting sidetracked with Space Jam. <laughs> I get, yeah, but I get I get that um, <clears throat> it actually makes sense to me that the NBA would say to him like, "Look, this is going to come out that you are gambling. So what we're going to do is we're going to say that we're investigating, but then you're going to retire and we're going to drop it. You're going to do whatever for two seasons." And then you can come back. Oh, my God. You Sorry. Just Sorry, I was just... Yeah, I was fixing your gain, your mic. It sounds like horseshit. Well, yeah, hold... But then I can sit farther away, though. That's good. Um, oh, maybe that's why. I'm just saying the, I'm coming on... the dark side of our heroes. And, and I'm sorry, Michael Jordan... I'm never going to think that Michael Jordan killed anybody. Well, let's let's actually get into what... Right, but... The reasoning for but this he theory. Was a, but he was... There was a dark side to him. He was well, a gambler. He, I, I mean, honestly, on himself or on his own games. Compared to other stuff that he other lost athletes, a lot of money, man. All right. So in 1992, he had to testify in court yeah. about his connection to a convicted drug dealer, James Bowler. He had to explain why Bowler had a fifty-seven thousand dollar check from him. And initially, Jordan said it was for a business loan, but under oath, he admitted it was for gambling losses for a single weekend. Mm-hmm. So that's where they start planting the seeds in this, and I didn't know about the, I I knew about the baseball stuff, but I didn't know he left because of gambling until later on. So my context for this, I had no idea any of this stuff happened with the thing where he had to admit where he had the check for the guy, where he's talking about this guy he played golf with. Like I didn't know any of this stuff was a well, see, was what a you, thing. What you're missing from all of this is the fact that his father was was killed. I Michael don't. Jordan's dad was murdered. Oh yeah, that yes. that was and the flu was, game. Well, no, I I don't know anything about that, but I know that that's the reason why or he said he wanted game. to Hold step on. away from the game. I the the yeah I don't. There's a whole much. There was there was nothing really about his gambling after he retired. It kind of came out that there was some whispers a, a little bit about his 
dad having been possibly murdered in in retaliation for gambling debts. I don't know if that's true, but um, yeah. Well, uh, well, I mean, he did not play within his means. I mean, just, he had a lot of means because he's the biggest basketball star. I mean, well, just look at this. I not even getting into the other stuff that comes out about this, but in. That's such a weird thing that he is in court where he's giving money to a convicted criminal. It's such a weird thing to think about where you're, you know, this guy was an icon and he still is. He's still the biggest name in the sport. Knowing this stuff doesn't make my thoughts about Michael Jordan any different. Well, I just thought, I don't, I didn't expect such a huge, like you said, dark side. Behind Michael every Jordan. one of your heroes has a. Oh, it's side. yeah. It just depends on whether you're willing to. If you if you want to live with it or not, it's it's cliche, but it's like if you want to climb the ladder, you got to step on toes. That's just how it is. Like yeah. I, I think Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure is awesome, but there's that scene where it's just like uh, we were just ta- we were just talking about Ace Ventura. You know, there's this like towards the end I of that think, movie, it's yeah, a little questionable, it's, but it's pretty questionable. It's you know, do, are you willing to overlook? Yeah, you know, and Michael Jordan. Look, um, I think there's been, uh, just kind of an aside, because we're talking about sports, um, there was talk I heard of replacing Jerry West uh, mm, yeah. as the logo of the NBA with, with, the, with, with Kobe Bryant. Well, there's also talks about they wanted to do it with the Jumpman no, logo. No. And I was like, just leave the logo no, where it is. No, well, it's, it's Kobe Bryant. I don't know where you get your information, but it's Kobe it Bryant. It was both. It was, there was Jordan talks and Kobe talks. I, 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 I don't know about that. But, um, but the point of all that was uh, Jerry West was like, yeah, that sounds cool. Not for Jumpman, because no. What? No. That's what no. the logo no. is called. No. I think no, that. I see that enough on Jordans, no, the jo- which are the ugliest shoes in existence. But that logo is more iconic than the Jerry West logo. If you ask me, the Jumpman is more iconic. Probably. Clickbait. Well, it's also <laughs> Well, it's also branding, too. So anyway, Tyler of Loud Sports thinks Jordans are ugly. Yeah, Jordan admits he he paid this guy fifty seven thousand dollars because of you know losing a bet. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, guys like that, it was like they were watching a football game, and like uh, like they're like such degenerate gamblers, like Charles Barkley and stuff. That he was watching a a, a football game with this drug dealer guy, and he was like, uh uh uh, hey. I'll bet you $57,000 that the uh, guy flipping the coin is going to sneeze before he flips the coin. Like something degenerate. Right. Like, oh, I, I got a line on this like that he's got allergies or just something ridiculous. Yeah. And it was like, flip, no sneeze. Like, all right, you owe me 57 Let me write you a check. It was like, it was like Jerry yeah. Springer writing a check to a prostitute. <laughs> just fabulously just... Well, man, yeah, it's, it's... You get to a certain point, level of power and fame, it's just like... Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, do they still apply to me? Oh, the fact okay. that he wrote a personal Rules check. Still apply to me? Okay, yeah. yeah Why yeah. would you leave that? Because he's Michael Jordan. He's Take, like, give him cash. Don't leave that trail. Of course. Move to 1993. Live and learn, right? Yeah, I guess. Moving to 1993. <laughs> this is where Michael runs into Richard Aquinas. Aquinas, I think. A San Diego businessman. Saint Thomas Aquinas, I think, is what it was. Yeah, Saint Thomas Aquinas. What? <laughs> Michael, I said Richard Michael and me, our gambling addiction, my cry for help, right? Yeah, but why did so, you say saint? It's just a 
thing, man. Don't, don't just, make a big deal out of it. I'm just, <laughs> just move on. Man. It's not a good joke. I don't get it. <laughs> There's no joke. Anyway, he, he revealed in his book, <laughs> just... Michael and me, our gambling addiction, my cry for help. Oh yeah. He said that he won nine hundred thousand dollars off of Michael Jordan in golf. I'm a crappy San Diego businessman. How do I get people to buy my crappy book about my crappy, crappy life? I did play a game of uh, golf with Michael Jordan where I won $9,000. What if I add a couple zeros to that, write a book about my crappy, crappy life, and in there I can lie about my game with Michael Jordan? That's that's Richard Aquinas for you, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I don't know if I necessarily buy his... My kids hate me. Maybe people will buy my book. I don't know if I buy his side of the story. Uh, What's the other book? uh, Oh, there's more. Because he shows up in a book later. So anyway, he he says that. To me, this title is like the most court-ordered title for a book I've ever seen. Our Gambling Addiction, My Cry for Help. Yeah, dude, I mean, in the title of the... (laughs) Just call it My Cry for Help, man. Honestly. And, and, no, but he and, has to have the Mike, Michael Jordan branding in there. So th- that's what I'm saying. Is like, in other words, you, you, you're nobody wants to read it. Nobody cares. You have to put Michael Jordan. In it. Yeah. If you know, if you have nothing to my, about Michael Jordan, I'm like, I mean, even if you just had it like on the flap, like by the way, at some point in his crappy, crappy life, that for some reason you're reading about and wasting your time and money on this. He golfed with Michael Jordan. It was for charity, and he ended up winning $9,000 off a uh, bet with Michael and Jordan. And he, he totally knew Michael before he made money. Totally before he was a rich guy. Yeah. He didn't, like, pay. I, in the book, he says he did. Yeah, but in I reality, feel like, and again, was, what's your name again? Dick Aquinas? <laughs> this guy. That, Richard, actually. That writes this book. I feel like I can guarantee he only hung out with Michael Jordan because he like paid to be with him. It was some sort was of country charity. club thing or a charity. It was absolutely. a skins match or something like that. Yeah, and a celebrity, you know, match. And the celebrity that he was paired with was Michael Jordan. And and on one of the holes, he was like, "Hey, Richard, I'll bet I can you anything. Chip this in from this. Distance. I'm gonna chip it in from this distance and kill a squirrel. I'll <laughs> bet you ninety thousand dollars." And Richard was like, "Sure." <laughs> I'll do that. Because a guy like Michael Jordan. And then when he wrote the book, he added like, you know, a zero. No, two zeros, right? Ninety. It was 900,000 is what he said. So it would be one zero. I'm just saying a guy like Michael Jordan, as gifted as he is athletically, I feel like he could do it. So I feel like it was a good bet on on Michael's part. So Yeah, yeah, I guess if Richard has. Anyway. Also also around this time, Jordan was seen outside a casino in Atlantic City on the morning of Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Fast forward to the end of that season, or end of those playoffs, I should say, and the Bulls would win their third title with Jordan. So now, this aspect to the story, I want to—I didn't say this out front, because you and I both think this is true. I think that there's some sort of credence there's to some this. truth to it. I, I do think I so. do think Stern and Jordan had a meeting, and they Look, had like, figured this out. Look, I can't ban you like Pete Rose style, man, but um, we got to do some sort no. of cover, and you do got to step away from the NBA it, for a bit. Yeah, exactly, because he's too big of a star. Oh, two years. Well, we can't call it a suspension, otherwise I'll be tainted. But I want to get back out in front of this and say that I think there is... Out in front of it. Out in front of it. <laughs> I want to get out in front of something that happened 30 years ago. Yeah. All right. You know, we got to talk about this. Listen. This is serious. Mm. I think gambling Uncle. addiction is real. I think it's a legitimate problem that people ha- have. Uh, but I don't think it should be demonized as much as it is. 
Um, now, if if Michael was betting on his own games, that's a different story. If he does the Pete Rose thing, totally different. But this whole conspiracy theory, I don't really. I think it's true, and I don't care because I think people should be able to gamble. I think people should be able to, in as long as there's got to be a cert. I understand because he's an athlete, he could change the course of the game. I, I, I could see that. Well, look, let's talk about like okay, but um, it has to be I as an example. Uh, when 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 marijuana was made legal in in Colorado, say, and in California and whatnot, right. um, there was thoughts that you know private dealers, if you will, like you used to have, would be gone. Because why would you need them? You just go down the str- down to the corner and whatever. Yeah. So you're just saying that There's we still don't need around. We don't need bookies. There's still dealers in Colorado and L.A. And there'd still be bookies where it's, it's gambling it's, is legal. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that legalizing it does is, A, it allows the government to tax it off of it, which is good for infrastructure and stuff. And, B, it allows them to regulate it to a degree, at least yeah. to a point where right. they can follow the, you know, right. follow the money and whatnot. And it, it would be, I think it'd be a lot easier to sort out point shaving nowadays than it would have been maybe in the 90s. Point I don't, shaving. I don't think that MJ. Hey, I'm I'm gonna bet that I miss one critical shot at one critical time. I'm gonna and win a lot of yeah. money. What? I'm gonna throw an interception at this point in the game to. I'm cost so us the bored game. with how good I am at this sport. <laughs> I'm gonna gamble on myself. Well, I, and I don't. I don't think Jordan gambled on himself no. or his own team I or think, his own series, if you will. I yeah, I think like, Jordan respected the game and the players. And just himself enough to not, and he's he's such a competitor. I don't think he intentionally uh, affected any games that he played in. Or I don't. No. I think he probably. No, I don't just, think he did it. I all. think he bet no, on other sports. Every everything you've read about Jordan, it, it says in uh, the one thing that you cannot take out of Jordan is uh, his competitiveness. Like he would not. He would not have taking a dive like no no yeah that's just not that's his just style. not his style he would lose because he tried really fu- freaking hard um <laughs> but here's it i already said the f word the cat's do, out of the bag well okay but i do want to talk about since we're kind of on before we move into the auburn football i could we're, beep it we're that's fine we're, we're not uh, even done with Michael we're yet. squeezing in here we're not no there's no. Just a, some other things i want to touch oh, on well, let's the do that then well uh so that happens um because i talked about Pete Rose. I think we're going to talk about Pete Rose in a second. That's um, what I'm saying. After he wins oh, his third title, ti- <laughs> shut up. After he wins his third title, uh, the NBA launches an investigation because this is also the same time where he retires. Like shocking everybody that he retired in his prime. I mean, it, you've seen one of, uh, like you've seen it before, but it was still shocking when it happened, and. A few months after they start this investigation, they drop it. Because they got what they wanted. They wanted him gone for a bit. Uh, And and here's one more final thing to think about. Um, I'm not saying it's true. I just, out of all the conspiracy theories we're talking about, this one holds the most water to me. Well, here's here's the thing to think about. The believability of it. It's pretty easy for the NBA and Michael Jordan to, to meet behind closed doors, ladies and gentlemen. Remember Mitch so Yeah, like you don't think that uh this happened like Goodell meets with them. Come on, th- this happens. The the commissioner will meet with somebody big in their sport and talk it. And I definitely think there was a secret Listen, suspension. Ray Rice, uh we have to make you a sacrificial lamb. What about Greg Hardy? Uh no, no. See, there's video of you. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Uh there's no video of 
Uh, Greg Hardy. He's still a piece of crap like you, but... Um, Where are you going? I'm talking about Greg... <laughs> Roger Goodell meet... Okay, go ahead. I'm jumping. This isn't a domestic abuse episode, sir. No. Anyway, it's the the, the final the, thing. The, that, one more thing to think about here. No. In a in the book, <laughs> money players, days and nights inside Who the new NBA. Writes these goddamn titles. I know, it's always sports books. Any factual book, you know, not just sports books, like political books, sports book, anything that's like a factual Charge. type book. The, the college years. The, My story of the nights. And it's a days paragraph of Alabama football. <laughs> It's a whole paragraph. It's like, just get to the, just say one or two things. What do you need? A whole sto- sentence. Why did you have a title, then a subtitle, then a whatever the thing is that comes after subtitle? <laughs> Richard Iguanas. <laughs> and I say Iguanas. I don't, know. I don't care. Iguanas. We're going to call him Richie. Richard Iguana. I'm going to call him Richie E here. Said he spoke with uh, the NBA about Jordan during their investigations. Hello, I'm Richard Iguana. Yep. And he claimed that he overheard Jordan on the phone. And Richard should just... Asking sh- about a line. Shh. Richard, shut, shut the... Um, so... I, I, do think, I do think that that happened. I yeah. think Jordan had a legitimate addiction. Well, okay, and he yeah. met with David Stern and he said, okay, here's the route we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Go play baseball. Go do something else. Go make it look like you have this whole different story. Mm-hmm. Sit out for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then we'll bring you back in because mm-hmm. we just need you. We need to have be, this heat, get this heat off of us for this mm-hmm. time. Yeah, because yeah. you're he, you're right. He's too big of a player for them to issue any sort of ban. So I definitely think they met in private no, and it sorted ain't Pete out. Rose. A, and a and situation. the reason why I'm bringing up Pete Rose is you sent me a link for an article which had like top ten sports conspiracy conspiracy theories. Oh my god! And one of them was about Pete Rose and um, the fact that. Uh, the guy who banned him uh, died like eight days afterward, and then Faye Vincent took over and didn't know about the agreement that Pete Rose would eventually be reinstated. And talking about Pete Rose and, and Michael Jordan, we discussed, we don't believe for any reason that Michael Jordan bet on games that he was in or tried to affect games that he yeah. was in to bet on. We don't believe that. But there's ample evidence that Pete Rose bet on his own team. And he was player manager at that time. So he played and managed the team. Yeah. I, and but I, it made me laugh, that conspiracy theory, because I'm like, nobody ever promised you reinstatement, you degenerate. <laughs> you soiled the game of ba- baseball. Oh, like please. Babies. Yeah, right. He made it entertaining. Listen, he made ba- it entertaining. Baseball was sacred until Pete Rose came along. Yeah, he didn't do the whole steroid. He he started yeah. the whole steroid. No, Babe thing. Ruth yeah. didn't eat like you know eight hot dogs. You know what, man? Drink twelve beers before he went up to bat. I changed my tune on this. I used to be hard against this idea. I, like I was mad about because a buddy of mine, he's a Cardinals fan, and he has like Mark McGuire stuff, and I'm like, wow, you you know you glorify a cheater. But then as I've gotten older, I realized something. I don't give a crap, man. Let him juice. It was really fun. Actually. You know how much fun that, summer, that was? That was yeah, that summer was fun. There's a lot of fun. Let him juice. Back when so, uh, Sammy Sosa was still, you know. Anyway, anyway. so the next uh, thing, I didn't really, uh, you, you gave me, he gave me two articles. Uh, generally what happens at Tinfoil Radio Why is Jake get- does all the research, and then I might read it. 
Uh, but he always <laughs> prints. He always prints out something for me to read, and then that's general. But um, you know, it's this week book. he sent me three, three or two links to two articles, and I only read one of them, and it was like top ten. And so I wrote notes for each one of those ten. So I'm going to be throwing the uh, whole show off balance every so often by going. You know what we could talk about while we're talking about Michael Jordan is Pete Rose. Why? Where did you get that? Uh, where did you get that segue? Well, I made it up. It's called a link. Speaking it's, of segues, how about? Talking about Auburn. Auburn football. So and this has to do with drugs, so you're like, what? Whoa. I'm all confused, man. What's going on with drug testing? <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Auburn yeah. football overlooked some drug testing, which doesn't seem that surprising. It's kind of silly. Uh, but, you know, because there's a whole back and this forth. sounds like a Dune book. <laughs> <laughs> the Spice So back in back in 2013... <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't get that reference. I know you don't. Nobody does. Until after November 2020, Denis Villeneuve. All right, go. <laughs> it's like you try. Sorry, somebody's calling me. <laughs> ESPN, the magazine, and E60 back in 2013 led a six-month investigation of journalistic integrity. into Auburn football that led to 12 players testing positive for synthetic marijuana called Spice. So, I want to also, and I've said it on this show before, I am, I don't think we should be testing players for marijuana, personally, because I think that it is a, in my opinion, a better option for these players than the opioids that they get for injuries. I think it's, if a player medicates himself by having a, a smoke of a joint or whatever, I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Clearly, I don't care about drugs and sports because I was just saying let the players juice in the MLB. So I'm not super hard against this. So this conspiracy theory I just thought was interesting because you've I haven't really seen a case like this where well, okay. It's about um, drugs talk. per se. Yeah, but yeah, exactly per se. What? It's a synthetic. Sh- shut up. Just okay. What is it? School it's, didn't it's, administer. It's synthetic marijuana. It's like a K two is what it is. Oh. Something like that. I've never heard of it. Antonio Goodwin said that half the team smoked spice. Yeah, you know what? Half the team at Harvard in the sixties smoked banana peels, and nobody got punished then either. What? Banana peels. The look on your Have face. Have you ever read like any Allen Ginsberg or any like I don't late read 60s books. I read revolutionary poetry or just I mean it's Revol- not, who the, who are you? No, revolutionary no, no, I'm just, poetry. I'm talking about history. That's all. It's just a reference. That's yeah, all. man. I'm just talking. I love to read. You know, listen, man. I was there, no, man. In <laughs> the, <laughs> I love to read. Like, listen, Jane Austen. Me and Allen Ginsberg and James Dean. Ashley just gave me a face because she loves Jane Austen. <laughs> Um, anyway, this story. The, I'm saying synthetic <laughs> spice. I don't care. I don't. I don't either. But I thought it was just interesting to talk about because it is this conspiracy theory is kind of a time capsule. Uh, so in a way that we don't really, there's still marijuana testing in the NCAA, and marijuana is still illegal in majority of the United States. But um, it's not the NFL. Just the CBA just passed, they're going to eliminate marijuana testing in the league. Uh, the, the XFL started that as well. They eliminated marijuana testing. They didn't even have it to begin with, RIP. 
uh, the NBA has done away with marijuana testing. So it's really not that big of a deal now, but if you look back then, it was a big deal. And so this is just, and this is, yeah, I see that. This is a more fun sports cover up because this is another one that's not really much of a conspiracy theory. It's more of a cover up, but it's just fun to talk about because this is a fun one. It's this is a cover up of nothing. This isn't hardcore, no, like sexual assault, like the Baylor no. Bear stuff. Yeah, jeez. This is jeez. more of just like these dudes were just oh, smoking. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. The school didn't administer testing until after the 2011 National Championship game. That was the one with uh, Cam Newton. That's a whole other conspiracy, too. The whole Cam, whole the Scam Newton uh, saga. What's that? What's the Scam Newton? Uh, that he had an agent he's getting paid. And I was like, that's not really much of a... Everybody knows wait, that. Wait, 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 wait. So the whole, like, um, college players get... Wait a second. So wait, college players get paid sometimes? No, that no, that would mess with the integrity of the game. Nobody would use that as tactics for recruiting. No, I, you know what? Hey, listen, uh, you, my friend, are trying to uh, shatter my faith in the NCAA. <laughs> uh, not yeah. gonna happen, there, guy. The the uh, yeah, yeah. people that listen to loud sports specifically, they know how I feel about the NCAA. Uh, yeah, I was being sarcastic. I know. <laughs> Spice has uh, had been linked to hallucinations, paranoid delusions, and in some cases, death. Yeah, by so, idiots. Yeah, and but that's that's why they, they they. This was also in the midst. I remember this stuff. Not this story specifically, but I remember. What well, Salvador Salvador Dianor, Diva Norm, Salvia Diva Norm, or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah. Well, that Salvia? Stuff was crap. Sal- that stuff was crap. Yeah, well, yeah, but see, this is this is around the time 2011, 2012, where there was a big weird fad behind synthetic marijuana, and there was this stuff with K. They were talking about K two. I, I do, ba- I do remember this. Salvia and stuff. So that's why I wanted to talk about this because again, it was a, a nostalgia thing because I remember writing about K two and synthetic marijuana in my, in my school paper. So this gave me kind of a Did flashback. Did you ever see any of that or anything like that? Like you personally? No, not really. I had a girlfriend who was like, hey, I got some of this and stuff. Let's do that. And I was like, oh, okay. And it was like um, somebody had this great idea of going to a train toy train shop and uh, buying all of the forests, like all the trees and mm. like the, uh, you know, whatever. And hey, what we're going to do is we're going to scrape off all the green, like, you know, the big chunks of like. And make people green, think it's and, weed. And then we're going to grind it. And and then we're going to go, hey, if you smoke this, it's not illegal. It's, yeah. But yeah. it gets you high. And I, and I looked at her and I was like, um, no. Although I think I did take a hit or two, but it was just like, what is this? Is this is this? Did you did you hijack uh, the truck of uh, fake grass on its way to the uh, toy train factory? You know, it's like, it's for people that want to smoke weed but are too scared they're gonna fail a drug test. Is, is what it was. For and them. people had hallucinations, paranoid delusions, and and were going to die whether they smoked this crap or not. Honestly, oh, sorry. <laughs> They had mental illness, and somebody who suffers from it. I, I'm sorry. I'm yeah. not trying to make fun. I'm just saying. No, no. Don't I, try and blame it on a drug when you already were like, you know what? I hear voices. That's weird. You know. Hey, yeah. smoke this. It's because of that that I hear yeah. voices. No, no, no. Well, you, it's it's like what we talked about on Tinfoil Radio when mm-hmm. we talked about um, gun ownership and 
uh, the, the the issues we run into that, and we're not we're not doing a gun debate, but it's it's that kind of thing where you want to blame something else than what's really happening. Uh, so the team had constant Stupid problems people. with Spice, including one case where a tight end, Dakota Mosley, who tested positive for the drug seven times, it was never punished. Hey Dakota, yeah, we uh, we found some cinnamon toast in your room. <laughs> We we know what's going on. We know on. you're messing with those spices again. No, we'll overlook it this time. We'll sweep it under the rug, if you will. <laughs> we'll sweep it under the cinnamon. <laughs> now I want cinnamon toast. I do too. <laughs> Shh. Go get some cinnamon toast crunch. Um, it's essential. Can we, you, yeah, can we just it. really, really quick talk about the cinnamon toast crunch commercials and how creepy that is? Uh, like, apparently in cinnamon toast crunch land. Like, at any time, you could be eaten by the next person. <laughs> Just at any time. You're like, well, I'm skateboarding. I've lived for, like, 10 years, and I have a mom and a dad and everything. But, oh, well, today's my day to get eaten. And then the guy who just you ate get me drowned is going to get eaten by... Yeah, well, like, <laughs> what kind of horrible existence do these people live? Like, they're just... Uh, a baby just got, you know, a baby see, this cinnamon is, toast crunch just got th- eaten. This is what happens when you we have to social distance because of a pandemic. You start thinking about these things and you start noticing them. Uh, so it took me 12 years to go to college, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> During the investigation, uh, four Auburn players were arrested for an armed home invasion robbery. The yeah, th- they were going to commit that beforehand. Duh, yeah, you know, yeah. come on. Well, it just happened to happen... Right, we were talking to these people. Um, so, sorry, just in in the robbery, Michael Dyer, star running back for the team that had a big play at the international championship to set them up to win, actually, admitted that the gun they used was that was used was his. He also admitted that he regularly smoked spice, and then and to save his own ass, please leave that last sentence. Read it. And to save his own ass. Antonio Bra- Antonio <laughs> Goodwin said that half the team smoked spice. Yeah. I don't doubt it. I'm you know what? Sure, great. But you were gonna commit that freaking. No, uh, home. You, you can't you and can't now, and then you got caught and then you were like, No, 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 hang on a second there, guy. I smoked a lot of this thing called spice. What spice? It's this thing called and then all these news outlets started carrying it and then middle America I got don't, freaked out. I don't, I'm just kidding. I don't think all that's true. I think part of it was he was just I, I honestly think there was there was so much of these guys. Getting that's un- fine if they were. No, they were inmates running the asylum. I think is what I mean. Is that they they weren't disciplined a lot. And to me, yeah, that's more of an indictment of the NCAA so and their powers when to regulate what's going on. When they committed that crime, they thought they could get away with it. And I'm sure when he was being questioned, mm-hmm. he probably still thought he could get away with it. Antonio Goodwin had got like like I think 15 years in prison. Like it's his sentence is oh, bad. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, but don't armor up. Shouldn't, yeah, you know After, I'm sorry, but that's kind of a basic like don't to wrap home up invasion. Here is uh, what Auburn said about it when this story went out. They said, can I, "Can I read the factual version, or do you want to read the official?" You want to read the quotes from the university? Is that what mm-hmm. you mean? Yeah, okay, so after the report, Auburn called the claims baseless and inaccurate. Mm -hmm. And this is the official uh, statement. Mm -hmm. The facts clearly demonstrate that the Auburn Athletics Department and the Committee on Intercollegiate Athletics acted appropriately and aggressively in response to the growing threat of synthetic marijuana during the 2010-2011 academic year, Auburn's statement said. And then that was this official statement. And what Auburn really means by that is 
Uh, you didn't catch us doing shit. <laughs> Zing. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and uh, keep playing football. Is that cool? All right. I'll yeah. Or it's also going to be you don't care. We, you know that, we know that you really don't care. Like the NCAA and all that stuff. Like they, and it's true. It doesn't matter. Or somebody called them up and they're like, how do you feel about, and, and some it, dude in again, the at, at athletics office was like, uh, the facts clearly demonstrate that the uh, if, this is what I was given to read to you guys in the media. If, if this <laughs> were great job, by the way, if this were like a Baylor story, awesome. if this were the st- story of Baylor, where it's just a mess, like like I mentioned earlier, like real legitimate horrible horrible things happening. Yeah, we wouldn't be joking about it. But the fact that it's synthetic marijuana and this somehow was a scandal just makes me laugh. Compared to the other really bad things yeah, these universities yeah. get away with. Oh, yeah, man, right? Yeah. yeah. I think it's more of, yeah, to me, this story is more of an indictment on the um, low, uh, you know, how the NCAA acts like they're the police of, like, college uh, athletics, um, but they're really, like, a toothless beast. They really are. And But they think that they can hand out sanctions... Well, no, th- no, they'll take away, they'll, t- they'll vacate wins, Whatever, or they'll do dude. this, and it's like, dude, it doesn't matter because Can you just start paying players. I don't really care. And if you really cared, explain to me how, explain to me how a team like Baylor gets to be in a bowl game like maybe three, four years after all the stuff that happened there. Should get the death penalty. So they're a toothless beast. That and athletic. I brought this up because it was it, it was something fun to talk about because of the time period. I remember it. Yeah. It was oh, yeah. it was yeah. a funny thing because I was like even in high school I was like who cares who cares about this stuff but um, yeah I know somebody who tried to you know anyway so, so let's get another one of your theories over there oh, okay. um well uh, let's see let's talk about uh, let's see where are we going here um, so one of the articles was talking about um, uh, Patrick Ewing okay so uh, you. One of the things in the article was talking about how uh, the uh, NBA draft was rigged so that uh, Patrick Ewing could, you know, make it to the Knicks. And I, I'm there's just, also, as far as I know, Patrick Ewing never won a championship. Is that right? That's uh, I, th- I don't think so. I I could be wrong, um, but I will say this: that isn't the only conspiracy theory about the draft, and I don't think it'll. No, work. it's not. But my response to that is: this is the best thing that New Yorkers could come up with. Like you live in freaking New York City and not talking about anything going on there right now. Like in general, like you know, historically what happened historically, yeah. right? Um, New York City is a place where like anything can happen. It's like the city never sleeps. And this is what you guys came up with? Like somebody rigged the draft so that we would get this awesome player who didn't win us a championship to watch him not win a championship and just really feel bad about it afterwards and then hate the team for like twenty years after that. <sighs> That's, but that would be the most New York thing, though. I feel like <laughs> because yeah, New York uh, sports fans are up there with the New worst. York not as bad. Not as are... not as bad as Philadelphia, but uh, <laughs> they are they they're pretty harsh sometimes. Yeah, when you throw snowballs at uh, Santa Claus, you're pretty much. I I don't understand. <laughs> like to be really honest, I there you know you you look at a, a franchise. Uh, a professional sports franchise like the Knicks. And, you know, as long as 
Man, even when I was maybe like in high school, late 80s, early 90s, I mean, they made the playoffs, but they had John Starks and like Patrick Ewing and some other guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, wh- why the mystique? Have they ever won historically championships? I mean, what's the mystique and what's the draw of the New York Knickerbockers? Yeah, I know. I know. Which is their full name. I right? never understood that because, yeah, they've never been really good. Like, there's been passes. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. Oh, I feel really bad for you. <laughs> but like, they have bad. One, and like, we, we've talked about on this show, James Dolan is one of the worst owners. Owners. Even. <laughs> owners. Even I don't know. I went Astros Minnesota have there. won a championship. I mean, I'm still waiting for one for my Vikings, but dear God, Knicks fans, I asked, give it a rest. I asked Paul and Brandon this. I want to know your opinion. Worst uh, owner. I'm giving him this awful look. Like, yeah, that's why I paused. It's like, what are you looking at me like that? James Dolan of the New York Knicks or Dan Snyder with the Washington Redskins? Who is the worst owner? That's a tough one. Okay, See what so I mean? James Dolan, Knicks, and... Think about it. We'll come back to it. Think about it. Put a pin in it, as the kids say. And we'll come back to it. So I have another one. Uh, this is about... Yeah, he's got more of them than I do. Big surprise. This one is about the Olympics. And, we, and after that, you could share your Olympic story. See how we I do that? Talk about your Olympics. All right, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Michael Phelps. Okay. Okay. So Michael, yeah, Michael Phelps, Phelps lost, but still won a gold medal. Eh, this one's interesting. Yeah. It, it, it is for the uh, level of complexity that somebody came up with in their brain that isn't true, but yeah. I guarantee you, if you really I wanted to go down... A Reddit K-hole? rabbit hole. I want to go down a you would find the physics to prove that he ch- like it, it was rigged or something. You know that some idiot is writing that on a chalkboard. Which please do. I go to school at MIT and I'm under lockdown, so I made this video about how Michael Phelps lost the 2008 Olympics for the Beijing Olympics. Who are you, uh, freaking Neil deGrasse Tyson? I don't know who Neil deGrasse Tyson is because I work at MIT and I'm under quarantine right now and I work in the physics uh, lab. It's nothing like the Big Bang Theory at all. We're actually really cool. Anyway, this is really creepy. Stop really it. Cool. It's creepy. Anyway, uh, back during the 2008... 4.0. Will you shut up? Back... <laughs> I was... In my head, I'm like, how many times am I going to yell at Tyler tonight? I had a counter, and I think that's like fourth time I've had to yell at you. I'm pouting now. Yeah, back during the 2008 Beijing... Beige- <laughs> Every time. Every time I scold you, I mess up when every I read I, I read time. the script. So back during the 2008 yeah. Beijing Olympics, Michael Phelps jumped into the American zeitgeist when he won eight gold medals. Mm-hmm. However, there's some dispute on how he won his first gold medal. <sighs> this one, again, we made this joke. I, you had to be like some sort of physicist to, to formulate it. But So Phelps beat out Serbia's Milrod Kavik. I'm probably butchering it. In a highly contested race. Milorad Kavic. I don't know. Does that, I guess that could be Serbian. Whatever. Anyway, he beat him. Or did he? <laughs> the replay is almost too close to call, which means they would have to go to the touchpad. <laughs> so in the swimming competition in the Olympics, if a race isn't conclusive case, right. to a replay, right. they have to go to a touchpad at the end of the pool. To That, would, that is the most accurate way that they can depict your time. And so in this conspiracy which theory, I didn't even know, which before is before you cool get though. to it. He is hydro man or Aquaman or any other, you know, Mira queen of Atlanta, any other superhero you think that has like uh, a telekinetic power over water. Michael Phelps has that. It's true. 
But uh, according to the touchpad, Phelps beat Kavik by one one hundredth of a second. So that's why he won. I mean, that's incredibly close, but yeah, he won. But touchpad doesn't lie. Touchpads like hips don't lie. Thank you, Shakira. (laughs) He's got a point. Uh, People, however, believe that Phelps' device was rigged. It was extra sensitive. So the sheer force of the water when Phelps made his final stroke caused the 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 touchpad to trip early no. than it would have if no. he normally had just touched the pad. Come on. Now when you said that you, you were, think you were going a whole not you, yeah, you were, but this person is going a long way around to like get to a point where it's like why did you nobody even wanted you here in the, the first place? Why did you come from way over there? You could have walked straight from there and and about 10 feet away we would have been like we don't want you here go away. But but we saw you like walking through the whole like corn maze and stuff and then you went through like the dungeon and stuff and we're watching you we're like surely he's not coming this way cuz we don't want him here. And then and then you get here and it's like you, you just wasted so much of your life. <laughs> Well, I like to think. I wish we had an like. Uh, I mean, the dungeon's cool, but why would you go through? We it don't know. There's <laughs> a damn road from there to here. We don't know the origin of where this came from, but part of me thinks it's some Serbian guy who's really <laughs> into swimming <laughs> and was really pissed that Michael Phelps won. What, what was his name? What was his first name? Um, uh, Solorad, Milorad, Milorad win. Not my Phelps not, cheat. Not walrus. I hate Me you, Phelps. Cheat. Who you think you are, Aquaman? I will, I will become Whiplash in Iron Man 2. I want my board. <laughs> I want my board? That's how he says it. When oh. he says, I want my bird, it, I want my oh, board. Oh, yeah. I, I, you know, when it first came out, I was like, oh, dude, Iron Man 2. Because I was just still... I saw know, it three I times. I was just still wet about Iron Man, man. I was I, just like... Oh. I saw that movie three times a, in theaters. I'm such a comic book nerd. I grew up, you know, reading comic book stuff. But yeah. I, uh, uh, now that I, I've watched it again, Iron Man 2 and Iron Man 3 are not, are not very good. I like 3. 3 well, is not bad, but Iron Man 2 is not good, and n- neither is Dark World. And yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about MCU movies, although I could for hours. Yeah. See, I enjoy that, because I can't talk about I'm gonna that. I'm going to have cinnamon toast when I get home. <laughs> I can't have those conversations with uh, Paul and Brandon. Cause, well, I, I take that back. Paul finally caught up with all the Marvel movies. Jeez, Paul. Because he got Disney+. Plus. <laughs> So let's uh, move to our next one. Uh, is there one that you would like to talk about? Um, well, this one kind of goes along with this one. Uh, yeah, it does, really. Okay. NBA rigged uh, game six of the 2002 Western Conference Finals. I actually, yeah, we have, yeah, we have a big one on that. And this I one. Have, I have something here, which is, um, l- look, man, like, uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Tim, Tim Donaghy, man, you, you have a real future in politics. Uh, let me just tell you. I mean, you get caught for doing something wrong. Um, which is what rigging, you know, or whatever. It was he was impacting. Yeah, he was betting on games and impacting. He was, he was the a dirty ref. He was dirty ref. Yeah. yeah, you get caught doing it, and instead of like you know doing your time and being like, "Wow, was I stupid?" You're like, you know what? Everybody else was doing it too. Yeah, it, this as, is classic. As we go through what aboutism right here. As we yeah, as we go through this uh, story, you will see that. Uh, Tim decided to throw other people under the bus because he didn't actually... <laughs> he wasn't there. I got to give him credit, though. He knew he had a grift. At, when he got caught, he knew that he, people would go to him 
for you know what I mean, like to comment on stuff like this. To be honest, it wouldn't surprise me at all if if, if there was not widespread cheating. I gotta on, be honest. Refs. I gotta be honest. Uh, it wouldn't. The I, Michael Jordan, the two NBA stories that we talk about. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that there's widespread cheating among but NBA I do, refs. I, I think, I think a, Tim Donaghy's a piece of garbage who was I'm like, s- ah, you I'm know it'd be a good scam. We could have done this whole episode just on the NBA. There's so many conspiracy theories in the league. And to be honest, the two stories that we talked about tonight Donaghy, yeah, are Tim. are the most believable. Tim Donaghy got caught because he's a degenerate gambler, and they were like, the only way you're going to get out of this guy, unless you want, don't want us to take your hand, because of all the money you lost, <laughs> is you're a referee for the NBA, right? I'm like, ah, crap. Yeah. Yeah, so go so, away. Uh, but two thousand Game six yeah. of the 2002 Western Conference Finals has a lot of dispute about it, because the Lakers were trailing the Sacramento I Kings 3-2 to two going into game six, and the game was tied heading into the fourth quarter. The, the Lakers shot 27 free throws in the fourth and ended up scoring 16 in the last 18 points of the game. L.A. won the game and then eventually the NBA title. And the real question is, did the NBA rig the game? So before we actually get into the meat and potatoes of this, I have already said it. I think there was merit to this. I really think the NBA got involved. I'm not the kind of guy that really believes in the rigged theory of the NFL. Like when the Patriots play, they get better calls than other teams. I don't really necessarily buy into all that. However... This one, I think, makes a lot of sense in just the, the, the money aspect of it, right? So years later, we get Tim Donaghy, as we were mentioning, the guy that got caught in the gambling on the games and all that. Uh, he said that refs were encouraged to drum up bogus calls to manipulate the game. He even mentioned it in court, and this is a letter from his lawyer, John Loro. Quote, Tim learned from referee A that referees A and F wanted to extend the series to seven games. Tim knew referees A and F to be, quote, company men, (laughs) always acting in the interest of the NBA, and that night it was the NBA's interest to add another game to the series. Yeah. This doesn't seem that crazy, though. Oh, come on. Look, you guys, have you ever talked to a referee at all, like, after the fact? No. You ever heard of them being interviewed anywhere? No. Okay. Unless it's the unless it's the XFL. Unless it was the XFL RIP. Have you ever refereed anything? No, have you? No. But you've watched sports in general. You see how fast some stuff goes. I know somebody And to try and say that referees in fact I I don't think Donaghy I think Donaghy tried to like rig stuff, but he was such a bad person at it because he just sucks. He just sucks in general. But he got caught because he was gambling on games that he was refereeing, even though he present probably. Man, he he's not that smart, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, but I'm I'm telling you now, right now, I am somebody mm. like I don't necessarily believe the idea of at the odd set at the beginning I think of the it's season. So, there's something so hard to cover something like that up and keep it covered up. Come on, the only no person no it isn't ever... no it isn't because people accept it. People accept it as part of the game. People... But the people that were involved in actually making it happen, one referee I... made that happen. Come no, on. no, no, or two, no. Yes, Come on. yes, yes. It doesn't take yes. that much. There are definitely times where I've watched a game and I've seen the outcome and I've seen how it played out. This game especially, when I'm like, that is 100% the refs got involved. When 100% they they made sure they could change the outcome of the game because they have that power. And you know why they get away with it? Like I just said, because we accept it as part of the game. 
I just I, to you know, as a conspiracy theorist and a realist, you, you gotta you gotta. I'm worried this game, this this show is making me go down the path you gotta, you of gotta, the conspiracy theorist. You know, you uh, well, the tinfoil like, show anyway. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I don't. I I, 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 think, I think it makes think a lot possible, of sense. and and I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm just Tyler. Tyler. Sacramento Kings or the what did LA you just Lakers. Call me? Or the LA Lakers, the most one of the most notable franchises in the world. Not just America, the world. Of course they want the Lakers to go instead of the Kings. I know that. Everybody knows that. I'm just saying like for them to like actually ma- maybe the Kings just suck. I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not going man. down the K-hole with you on this sorry, one. Sorry, man. 27 three f- throws for one team. That's <laughs> Going down the K-hole. How does that happen, Tyler? How does one team get 27 free throws? I don't know. It's, it's, In one quarter? Dude, every every basketball game, the last 10 minutes is... Ee, 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 beep. Yeah, and for another free throw for... Yeah, that's later in the quarter, not the whole entire quarter. And he's gonna have another one of a one on one. Whatever. Uh, let's before we get to the <laughs> before we get to the main event. Uh, do you have any other stories you want to talk main about? Event. Oh God, yes. The Ripken sc- story is the, the main Ripken. event. Okay, so um, there's also another the the second article that you sent me um, was there was a lot of like. I liked how every one of them like was about a different sport. Like there was, no, I mean, there were like a couple basketball ones in there, yeah. but there were almost, you know, hey, here's a boxing one, and here's a, here's a one about the NHL. Well, and that's another thing. Phantom Punch is its own episode. I don't. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. I'm not. I'm Dude, doing I'm, I'm talking about the Penguins. Oh yeah, yeah. The so Sydney the National Cosby Hockey thing. League apparently. Okay, look. Uh, according to some conspiracy theorists, uh, the. Uh, the Penguins were uh, – it was rigged so that the Penguins could pick first that year because Sidney Crosby was going to be the first overall pick. Mm-hmm. And he ended up playing, like, what, like 13, 15, 20 years, some nonsense, like something ridiculous. Like one He's of the still best playing players right now. Of, exactly. Like, just one of the best players, like, of all time almost, like right up there with Gretzky and in, Lemieux and, yeah, and, and, and uh, 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 Makita and, and – and, and, uh, You know, it's going to make a lot of Pittsburgh fans uh, angry. I was going to say Ovechkin. <laughs> and I'm saying that for uh, I'm, um, I'm saying that for my buddy Brent, who used to yeah. do uh, we used to do a side yeah. show on this feed. Uh, right. The puck drops here. He's a huge hockey fan, huge Penguins fan, so he's probably really annoyed with me. But the conspiracy <laughs> theory is that um, that it was rigged so that the Penguins could get it because the Penguins, Pittsburgh Penguins franchise, was uh, in danger of moving to Kansas City now. Fire is danger, right? Like fire is something that you know, an accidental fire, like from lightning in a in a forest, is is accidental. That's like, yeah. Oh my gosh, it's it's you know they're gonna move, you know. So like threatening, like hey, uh, the the uh, you know the the franchise is gonna move to Kansas City. There's there's a threat of that. Like no, it's it's an owner going, hey, I want a new stadium. If I don't get it, I'll move somewhere that will. Yeah, th- that's exactly what. Don't, ha- don't try and tell me that's like an accident, like fire or something, or, that, or that like is, a car accident. That is literally how LA has two football teams right now. Thank you very much. Literally, why the Rams in, in, charge in the biggest in the second largest market in in the U.S. Uh, NFL wants to be there so bad, and nobody in LA gives a crap about Mm-mm. football. Anyway, 
But my point is, is that you know, oh, the the team was threatening to move. Like it's not like a tornado. It's it's the owner saying this and this. See Minnesota when they wanted to build U.S. Bank Stadium. Hey, you know what might happen? The NFL wants a team in London. <laughs> you know, if that yeah. happens, you know, yeah. Minnesota is going to go. Happen- oh, you know what? You know, NFL wants to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. So you that's know, Vikings are going to move out there. So like, is that the is that that's the crux of this theory? Is that is that the Penguins told Pittsburgh like, yo, I, I think I think their agreement to build the arena came about after the draft, after Crosby was drafted, mm-hmm. because the franchise held the city of Pittsburgh hostages hostage with threats of moving. And see Minnesota when they built U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm sorry to, you know, say conspiracy. Maybe, but <clears throat> that's where I'm at on that. Yeah, I, I think that that does happen all the time. It is it is the classic move that you see from owners to just be like, hey, yeah, we're going to move this here unless you do this. So that I think that is another one that might actually hold some water. And... It, it, the whole what I'm noticing with these conspiracy yeah, but it's theories, not Crosby was drafted. You know that that Crosby was drafted so that Pittsburgh I, would stay that, in in Pittsburgh. I, but I do think that made a a difference. Did you see how fast Tampa Bay's ticket sales when they got the Buccaneers? How fast they shot up? Don't, you know, don't get me wrong. You I, get a star do, player, people know, are going to want to see. Yeah, them. when May, Baker Mayfield got drafted in Cleveland, you know. I get that. I, I get those, you know, the, the, the jersey sales shoot up, and I get that. Ticket sales, money, revenue, I get all that. But generally what they're saying is, look, I have the money to pay for this whole damn thing myself, but I'm not going to. You're going to pay for You're it. You're going to pay for it with an extra tax on the people because that we already charge up an arm and a leg to come see the damn because games we, in the first place. we love you as a city. We, we want you to have Whatever. this. That's how they try and spin it. I remember that happened when I lived in Lincoln. Listen, I might not have no choice but to move. Yes, you have a choice. Shut up. Well, Shut your when hole. I When I used to work in Lincoln, I used to work at a restaurant mm-hmm. in downtown Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And I noticed this one time when I printed off a, uh, a check. And I, then I started to notice it when I was actually going out to eat uh, downtown and whatever. Um, on the check, it had an arena tax. Yeah. And it was like 9%. And it was because they're building, you know, your Pinnacle Bank Arena down there. Excuse me. Which I was just like, this is what these owners want from these people. Is they, like you just said, where it's like, we want to, you know, you to have this team and we want you, you to pay us no 9%. Mean, even yeah. though we are a privately run company. No municipality should ever have to, you know, pay for a stadium. And these people no are billionaires. In, in in the entire country should have to pay for the infrastructure involved in in hosting a, an Olympic Games. It shouldn't be the way that it is. It should be the other way around. Hey, we're the Olympics. Do you mind if we come in and do our Olympic thing? Los Angeles. Hell no. <laughs> you can go down and see if Sacramento or up and see if Sacramento or San Francisco wants to do that crap, but uh, we've been there, done that. I no, st- thank I you. St- I still can't believe that uh, Oakland... Uh, Listen, we don't want the kind. Of, have you seen? Have you? Holy crap! That Vegas stadium. Oh my god! The kind of people that would no, be on the International about. Olympic Committee, Oli- Olympic Committee, are not the kind of people that I want in my city. Okay, those people are thieves, liars, and murderers. All you, right. What are you talking about? 
Dude, the, I, the Olympic... Oh, my God. The Olympics are just ugh, right up there with... Uh, what is it? Uh, the World Cup? Oh, jeez. Oh, FIFA's super corrupt. They got busted. IOC, FIFA. Interchangeable, yeah, yeah, dude. Yeah. International organization. I guess I haven't thought about that. Up for the highest bidder. <laughs> did you did you ever right. notice that people do it like ten years in advance to try and get an Olympics? Let's let's yes. go Costner to the main main event. The Costner of Love. Okay, real Cal quick. Ripken. I know what okay, you're gonna talk about your theory. Um, but uh, I, I do want to say that I think the idea that it was just like a rogue electrical worker who really loved the Orioles, like just sitting there one night and like I heard that. Cal can't play, <laughs> and I'll be damned if he's not going to get that Iron Man award. I'm going to shut the city down. <laughs> like, so, and and you might know as an audience, you might not know what I'm talking about, but when we get to the end of this, we're going to yeah. take you on a journey here. Yeah, a so, little journey. So, Cal Ripken Jr. beat Lou Gehrig's streak for consecutive games played in in 1950 or 1995. It was insane. Uh, so, however, in 1997, there's a belief that the Baltimore Orioles intentionally created an electrical error to postpone a game. The Orioles were set to play the Seattle Mariners on August 14, 1997. However, there was a slight problem. Ripken was in jeopardy of losing his streak. Now, you might ask, was this because of a nagging injury the Orioles kept quiet? Was it sickness? No, it was adultery. And Kevin Costner. Are you ready for this journey? Mm-hmm. All right. So Ripken was letting <laughs> Kevin. This is such a stupid story. Uh, Ripken was letting Kevin Costner stay at his house after Costner finished filming The Postman. Never seen it. Have you seen it? The yeah. Po- the Postman. Uh, read what is the, it about? The, the book is really good. It's about the whole. You know what? <laughs> it's about uh, six months from now. It's a post-apocalyptic model, oh. and the hero oh, so we're is a former right postman. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, moving on. <laughs> they dismantled the post office, and then society collapsed. And then Kevin Costner is the postman. Is that <laughs> is that really the plot? Uh, more or less. All right, so <laughs> I might check it out. It's a really great book. The movie eh. on August fourteenth, Ripken Ripken left his house to head to the ballpark like Ripken. a like a regular day, you know. Uh, but then, junior. But then he realized, hey, wait a minute. I forgot something. I don't know. Maybe it was his his uh, skull to put in his lip during I the game. I wonder if my wife is effing <laughs> Kevin Costner. I'm going to go to the car and go to the ballpark and then sit in my car for 10 minutes and then go, oops, I forgot. You son I knew it. <laughs> I would do it too. Kevin Costner is a beautiful man. Uh <laughs> So uh, that's when he saw his wife in bed He's with Kevin cup. Costner. Yeah. <laughs> Ripken then proceeds to beat up Costner. It's so bad, Costner can't even do press events He's for the postman. Superman's dad. <laughs> Don't. He just stands in a no, tornado. No. <laughs> hey, hey, how, how dad, you, I can run how, over and save you. No. How he sounds like Jesse Ventura. Hey, Buckle, <laughs> stay away. Hey, listen, you, if you listen, if you're a tinfoil radio listener, you know exactly what we're doing here. This hey, bit. Buckle. Listen, pal. Uh, it's so bad, as I mentioned, it's so bad he can't do press events. Then Ripken calls his boss. 
It says, hey, man, I'm not making it in today. I just beat the crap out of Waterworld. I can't <laughs> make it to the dam. He, be- he wished he didn't dance with this wolf. <laughs> I don't know if it was out yet. <laughs> that wolf was danced on. <laughs> Know what I'm saying? Not, yeah, um, who that wolf? It was that the wolf? dances of the wolves. It was the dances on the wolves. And guess who that wolf was? This was no Presidio. <laughs> no, I Cal Ripken. I think that's Mark Harmon, actually. So not Kevin Conner. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, he calls his boss. Says, "Hey, I'm not making it in." And then his boss is like, "Hey, hey, this is gonna affect the streak. You're gonna lose the streak if you don't come in to play this game." I just bold Durham. Well, that's what he says. My wife just bowled Durham, you know? Yeah, right. And I'm not coming in, dude. I'm emotionally distraught right now. I just bowled Durham, so for <laughs> love of the game, I beat the dances of the wolves crap out of this guy's field of dreams. There it is. <laughs> Doom! Got it. No, we don't. No. Oh, we can't touch yet. No, we... Co- COVID. Sometimes when we touch. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so his boss says, we? don't worry about it. Yeah, I got it. I'll take man. care of hey. it. I got a rogue electrical worker down in the, <laughs> so then the bowels or- of the city. <laughs> the Orioles then mysteriously have a power outage for that dun, game. Dun, dun, dun. This then forced the game to be po- postponed to the next day, thus keeping Ripken's streak intact. So this direct co- uh, quote I'm putting in here is from Snopes from uh, how they explain away how this doesn't work. So, quote, a Orioles Park lightning banks... Or I'm on the. I skipped a line here. A ground fault interrupts. <clears throat> you read it. I can't read. Uh, a ground fault interrupt kept tripping the circuit breaker each time the lights in one of Oriole Park's lighting banks were turned on, and the game's 7:35 p.m. starting time was pushed back as a crew worked on the problem. That the businesses surrounding Oriole Park did not experience similar similar problems is not strange, as the ballpark is on a separate portion of the city's power grid. Uh, interesting side note: um, I worked for the Rockies TV station out in Denver for a couple years. Okay. And um, we, I remember the first time that we were on a rain delay, mm-hmm. and we actually within a couple minutes were told like, "Hey, we're canceling everything." And I was like, "Woohoo! I get to go home and you know smoke and drink beers and stuff." And um, I thought that every time that that was going to happen, that they were going to tell us sooner than later. But then I understood, I was told, that they actually have their own Doppler radar inside Coors Field. Mm. So they can tell themselves Wait, uh, about whether it's the rain. worth delaying yeah. it or canceling it within like 10 minutes of the first delay. So if you're sitting there for like two hours, it's because they're like, you know what? It's going to pass. Oh, yeah, well, and they know that. Well, yeah, it's uh, so. It was like the Cyhawk game this year. The idea that they're on their own portion of the city's power grid is not out of you know, no, the yeah, realm I, of possibilities at I, all. Any any city that has a big stadium like that's gonna have a separate. Yeah, you're not gonna have like. I can't do my Wi-Fi because they're doing a game. So <laughs> I want you, I want you to finish the rest of this, and then the we'll crew, keep talking. Yeah. Oh, the crew finally got the bank of lights working by 8.45 p.m., but about 20 balls in the bank <laughs> failed to eliminate. <laughs> and the uh, um, empire crew... Umpiring crew. Um, uh, unilateral crew had to make the decision <laughs> whether to allow the game to begin. Umpire crew chief Al Clark officially postponed the game at 10 p.m. after determining that shadows at home play created unsafe playing conditions as Randy Johnson was totally up on the mound 
displaying his unit. <laughs> a decision was influenced by the fact that fireballing pitcher Randy Johnson, who liked to drink fireball and then spit it out while lighting, you know, his spit on fire while pitching. He killed a bird. Yeah, that was awesome. That was what? I uh, That was the craziest thing I'd and ever Kevin seen. Kevin Costner did not sleep with Cal Ripken Jr.'s wife. Well, that's good. Simply ain't true. Both Costner and Ripken have been asked, and I believe they've even appeared together since then, uh, to c- completely and totally debunk well, and the whole story. Because it's like, why? No. First of all, my wife... You're basically saying my wife is a whore, first of all. Well, if you click on the links... <laughs> that are it, yeah, it's a horrible thing. Uh, because I'm gonna do on what I do for Tinfoil Radio. I have a list of sources of all the websites that we got the information. Uh, click on the one that says the Costner of Love and read more about it because Kyle Ripken does talk about it and he explains what it is, what happened, and it it's just a fun thing to end on because oh, it's yeah, such yeah, a yeah. like the fact that Kevin Costner slept with Kyle Ripken. Uh, Cal Ripken Jr.'s wife. That's why he wasn't gonna make the game, and screw and his streak. And <laughs> but so he calls his owner, and the owner's like, "No, I don't. We got it, buddy. We got it. We got that rogue. We got Tim down in the bowels of the city. That that would be to me. Tim, sw- flip the switch. And the <laughs> we can't. Oh. And this, just none of this is true because. If he would have beaten him up so bad that he could not make media events, they would, people would know about it. Yeah, and that never happened. Exactly. Nobody was like, you know what's really weird about The Postman is not the high budget and the low return at the box office or the <laughs> fact that it was critically panned uh, as just crap and dr- drivel. Um, but the real big mystery about The Postman is how just in the middle of it they stopped showing Kevin Costner's face. <laughs> and how does For he like do, a good portion of the Why does movie. he always do these interviews with a black silhouette sheet around him? Over his face. Is he <laughs> is he a Cidic Jew? Where he has to do everything through a sheet? <laughs> Jeez. What? You don't know? Have you ever seen uh the uh kids in the hall sketch? Never mind. No. You don't know. Nobody knows about your deep cut comedy. Kids in though. the hall. So uh th- thanks for listening. Loud sports fans. Um, this is something I do every week with Tyler. So I, I'm recording too. I'm recording this show on Mondays, and then I'm recording Tinfoil on Thursdays. If you, if you are a regular loud sports listener and you absolutely hated every moment of this, we apologize. The regular show will be back next week. Yes. And don't listen to Tinfoil Radio because that's <laughs> literally what this this is. This is uh, except for a lot more swearing and a lot more admitting. This is more on the rails than Tinfoil Radio. Demons, inner demons. And yeah, Alex Jones and uh, flat Earth, hollow Earth. And I interrupt him all the time. It's yeah, he just keep he just keeps talking. That's, that's why if you funny. think I'm being short with him, that's just how I communicate with him. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> pregnant pause. Thanks for again. Thank you for indulging this crossover. And yes. Hopefully Thanks. you liked it. Hopefully it was something fun for you. Because hey, you know, there's not a lot of sports to be had. He's so. not here, but Paul, thanks for letting me be on loud sports. And I di- I don't think I swore once. No, you swore a few times. What? Yeah. I think I said the S word once. 
You said the F word. No. Well, roll the tape. Anyway. Roll your... <laughs> roll your tape. What? What does that even mean? You know I could just beep it out. Oh. I didn't swear... It doesn't... I I, I'm joking. I've cussed on this I'm show saying. before. I'm, just, I'm saying... Okay. I did it. It's okay. I kept it clean. You did your best. I didn't want to work blue. <laughs> no, that's what we do in Tinfoil Radio. Much much uh, more raunch <laughs> in that show. So if that's not your thing, I totally get why you wouldn't listen yeah, to absolutely. it. Yeah, so, absolutely. Uh, but we're doing a terrible job selling that show to people. <laughs> no, no, I'm no, just... Uh, right. Hold on. Let me get the plug-in done. Uh, listen to this show on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can follow Loud Sports on Twitter, at Loud Sports Pod. It's also the same on Instagram, at Loud Sports Pod. Uh, you can like the Facebook page mm-hmm. uh, as well. And I think that's pretty much everything to plug um, for Loud Sports. Uh, I'm in the I'm doing something for XFL Foreplay. It's a show I used to do mm-hmm. when the XFL existed. Uh, I'm working on a cool idea for that, so stay tuned for that. Um, if you want to listen to the show that I regularly do with Tyler, mm-hmm. Tinfoil Radio, follow us. No, on don't, get, don't get me wrong. It's not bad. It's just, I mean, th- that's a pretty good barometer. If you generally come in with low expectations right if you generally listen to loud sports and listen to this episode just now and was like i can't wait for the regular guys to be back next week because i just hated every you're you're probably not going that doesn't mean our show isn't bad it's It's just just different audience it's it's not so we're not saying yeah we would love to cross over audiences absolutely but i also understand that you know i may I also understand just that say, you're just saying it's, it might not be your cup of tea, me. You know what I'm saying? It's like, a Tyler oh, thing. Tyler guy yeah. just sucked. Oh, I guarantee. He just wouldn't shut the f- me up, you know? Case in point. Tinfoil right Radio now. at Tinfoil underscore radio on Twitter. Also, for that show, if if you like listening to this, we do, uh, we're working on an idea for doing listener conspiracies for an episode. So if, yes. if you have your own theory that you would want to hear and on Tinfoil Radio... Yeah, send them over. Yeah. Tinfoil Radio Podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send that. Um, yeah. And it, Let's do a, a loud sports themed version of what we normally do, which is you could just send us words. So it could be like handball, um, Clorox wipes, um, foul. Yes. Foul. And that's it. And, and, and turkey. <laughs> so yeah, we can figure something Make out. Make up, we, send us those four words. And we'll make a conspiracy out of it. handball. <laughs> Turkey yeah. is three strikes in a row. All right, we better wrap this up. So if for, until next week, will you, uh, will you have your reg- regularly your scheduled episode? Numbers. Oh, um, This has been Jake Williams. <laughs> That's been Tyler Allen. <laughs> we get it if you're going to be upset about it. Come back, <laughs> come back next week, <laughs> please. <laughs>